millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi guys, you're very welcome to episode 11 of the Teas and Seas Apply podcast. My name is Chelsea. And my name is Tyga and this is for the podcast for everyone who is slowly starting to get back to work. We're pulling the motivation out of somewhere. We're finding it somewhere, yeah. Just about week week two of January. <laughs> we week two of January when this comes out? It will be week two, yeah, when this comes out. For who, forever. Jesus, week two of January already, lads. Yeah, for the people who are listening uh, and long-time listeners, they'll know that we've uh, we've been stuck indoors, isolating with COVID. So we've we've batch-made a load of these. Yep. They're all coming out over time because we're uh it's been a bit of a pain in the ass obviously getting covid but it's been a bit of a blessing in disguise i think for us because we're getting shit done yeah well we're trying to trying to anyway the motivation (laughs) in there on my side (laughs) at the moment to be fair the first couple of days when we went in isolation we were optimistic (laughs) we, we were optimistic but it didn't go that way because we got extremely sick so the motivation was at an all time low mm. but today i think is one of our better days Oh, we're, yeah, we're getting there. We're we're tipping along nicely. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of rough days. Not gonna. We had that thing beforehand at the start where we were like, oh yeah, like ten days isolation. We're, we're gonna, gonna get so, get so much, much done. done. <laughs> so much. The next day, like two zombies just walking around. To be fair though, when we were that optimistic, we had no symptoms. We were feeling great. We were like, this is grand. Should look, yeah. it's a bit shitty that we'd be stuck indoors, but we feel grand. We're gonna get like so much content done, so much podcast work done, and then straight like literally the next morning, woke up and the two of us could barely lift our heads up. To, up oh, to I was so dehydrated. Like my <laughs> entire face had dried out. My I, like it felt like my my throat was the Sahara Desert. I swear I was so dehydrated. I actually started to look like ET. <laughs> like my eyes are gone so far back into my head. But it was we're, bad. But we're, we're bad. Yeah, we're getting we're there now. We're, we're coming out the other end of it. I think. So yeah, there's quite a few podcasts coming your way that we're going to sound croaky and still ill, but we will be fine yeah. when they come out, hopefully. But that brings us on to today's topic. Yeah, so today we're going to be chatting all about mindset and motivation and especially for anybody that follows my content anyway, I'm big, big into like mental health and spreading awareness about that and obviously helping people on their down days and Tyg obviously has the same, you know, he aspires to do the exact same thing through his videos as well so we're hoping that this episode will help those people that might lift a little bit n- might need a little bit of a lift me up yeah kind of fingers crossed that'll be the aim for it anyway yeah but i think to start off anyway i think a lot of us deal with our mental health in totally different ways you would deal with your mental health differently to i would deal with mine oh yeah um, massively and i think everyone kind of goes through a phase in their life where they've hit rock bottom and they find a way to kind of drag themselves out of it. I personally have been there mm-hmm. myself. I'm sure you have too. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I know the exact date. Wow, really? Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and tell us all? I don't mind. Depends. Do you want to go first? Ladies first? Or do you nah. want me to just go straight into nah, it? No, nah, no, go for it. My exact one was the 3rd of February 2019. Right, okay. Just specifics. And is there anything that 
put you there? Yeah. It oh, was okay. a calamity of events. Right. So You don't have to go into grave detail now if you don't want to. Yeah, there are certain elements of it I definitely don't want to bring up. That's fair. But I think it's important. There's this is I suppose this is why my content doesn't go into as much with the mindset and motivation stuff as yours does, is that I know it sounds really weird. I don't think that probably men are as good as op- at opening up about like their feelings and the difficulties they've gone through as much. And I know it sounds weird, but sometimes I don't feel like people would listen as much to me opening up about those things as well. I think that all men think though. That all, I feel, and I've noticed that as well from just purely from men who have reached out to me in social media mm. with my videos and stuff. And they've all said exactly what you just said, that they feel like that no one wants to listen. Yeah. That's so wrong. Um, but yeah, anyway, we, go we ahead. Know, we know the truth is there that people do want to listen. But I think men are just afraid that if we try to open up, it's nearly the fear more of opening up is what's hard for us. But um, well, I'll take the risk. I'll open up a little bit about things now. And sure, look, if it gives people an insight, it gives people an insight. And if it gives people the kind of... You don't know, you could be helping someone yeah, right now. If it gives them the courage to probably address some of the stuff that's going on in their own lives, then, then fine. So for me, I know my bottom came from a very difficult stage in my life. I had come out of quite a serious relationship at the time, um, a couple of months earlier where uh, I'd been living with my partner at the time mm-hmm. um, and without going into too much details, it didn't it didn't end so great, if I'm perfectly honest. I ended it, but it just didn't end perfectly great. And I don't think I've kind of processed the emotions involved in that for quite a while. Um, so we had had a place together uh separated and then i was moving in i just moved in with a couple of friends of mine who are also teachers uh probably about two three weeks beforehand um when i kind of hit my bottom then um so kind of around the start middle of january i moved in with a couple of friends of mine and uh i had kind of started seeing someone but it was one where I, I'd said to her in advance that like you know I, I'm not looking for a relationship not looking for anything too serious beforehand um, so I'd come out of a relationship was seeing this other girl had just moved in with new people um, in terms of work I was overworking at the time as well mm. so there was a lot of stress uh, particularly with the time of year it was there was a lot to do with students and grades and exams and because of the position I had in my school where I was head of department I was responsible for all of this stuff going on there as well um and uh there was just yeah it was just after christmas so i'd come back i was out of shape i wasn't feeling very confident in myself there was just it, it was the perfect storm of everything yeah and um yeah then a big breaking point was that uh, i'd gone to uh rugby training one night um after i'd gone to do some some tuition beforehand um and then after the rugby i went across to the ga club to go to a meeting and when i came back my car had been broken into oh wow and i had my school bag inside in the passenger footwell it was my own fault for leaving it there it should have been in the boot of the car but i didn't think about it at the time yeah. i was rushing rushing to get to the rugby training in the first place but i'd left my school bag in there with my work laptop my wallet which had about 150 pounds cash my Jesus. my passport card, my driving license, my cre- my my two debit cards, pretty much every document you could need was inside in that wallet. Plus, at the time, I was doing paperwork because of the move that I had had. Yeah. So I'd moved houses and I had all of the new paperwork for oh, the house shit. and my actual passport. 
So all of the IDs you would ever need from me in the world were inside in that bag. Um, and yeah, it was just one of those ones where it was absolutely devastating that it all got hit. So I obviously rang the police to cancel the cards and everything. But my concern was, you know, there's a MacBook Air there that belonged to the school that was after being robbed. And I was like distraught and I was ringing my boss and everything telling about it. Like this is at 10 o'clock at night as well. So like it was an absolute nightmare. Um, and they'd smashed in the driver's side of the window. So like my car was wrecked as well but because my cards were cancelled I couldn't get it fixed for like another two weeks so oh, shit. driving around with this taped up window it looks so dodgy but there was that so I went home and then uh, I think that night or might have even been the night afterwards the girls I was seeing um, she just ended it she was like look I'm not interested in seeing you anymore because you seem a bit damaged from the previous relationship. And I was just like, oh boom. Oh, it's just like so, bl- it was unbelievably blunt. Jesus. She's like, you're just not ready for another relationship. So I don't know why I'm wasting my time here. But like, she had also told me that she wasn't looking for anything serious. So when she said that, I was like, but you were looking for the same thing. She's like, yeah, but you're messed up. And I was like, wow, thanks for. It was like a real slap in yeah, the face. Yeah, it was. Like and I was like, you know what? There's probably a lot of unprocessed feelings from the previous relationship, but that she would see now won't go into too much detail yeah. about that girl either but um yeah and then we just had this a house a warm a housewarming party slash birthday party for me because the second of february is my birthday yep and um yeah just yeah it was one of those parties that i just i just i, I just drank my sorrows i just really really just went overboard with my drinking and i saw some photos of me the next day and I just looked overweight, bloated, and a real mess of a person. And a shell of who I used to be. Yeah. That was the thing. That was what really hit me. I was like, you are so different to what you used to be. And it, ju- it just, I felt unbelievably low. Couldn't go back to Ireland. Couldn't visit any of my family. Couldn't, it, it just was one of those times where I was like, I'm stuck. Like, I'm just stuck. There's nothing I can physically do right now. Um, and it just hurt really really hard that was like a really tough time and I probably I stuck in it for probably two three days where I I just you were just completely in your own head I literally didn't know what to do with myself like and I was going to work and coming back from work and I I was just like I I just didn't know what to do I know this is so much of a downer for a start of a of a a normally upbeat podcast it's listen it's real life. Yeah. And there are, like I said, you, you don't know who's listening to this episode right now and your story could genuinely help mm. someone. So don't feel like that you're being too down or that. Yeah. This is real life. And there's other stuff that was going on I'd rather not talk about now. I think it, professionally it's important for me not to discuss yeah, other stuff that was going on or I don't want to go into details about people that were in my lives at the time. But um, yeah, so for probably about a week I was probably going to and from work and that was the only thing that was getting me out of bed in the morning was knowing that I had to turn up because I had to teach had kids. A responsibility, yeah. I had a responsibility. But in my head, I was kind of going, I don't want to be here. I don't really, like, physically anywhere. I didn't want to be anywhere. Um, I wanted to be back in Ireland. And I wanted to see my family. But other than that, I just didn't want to be there. And I was struggling to find a purpose. And just by pure chance, I remember scrolling on Facebook as you do, and I saw an ad for some white-collar boxing that was in the UK, and I just remembered about the times that I'd boxed back in Ireland, how much I enjoyed boxing in Ireland, mm-hmm. 
and I just said, you know what, you need to rediscover the things that you used to enjoy when when you were really happy. Go do the things that you used to enjoy. And that, that really pulled me back out of it, got me back on track because I was able to get my fitness back on track. And once my fitness and my diet is back on track, I have, I've always noticed that my mindset, my mind becomes clear and goal-oriented and focused, and that gives me drive forward. Yeah. Um, and that was that was a big change for me, just being able to get back out and do that again. And then obviously a lot of stuff happened with the break into the car and and getting my documents sorted and got new cards sent out and new passport and all this stuff. And that was a long, long way down the line. But it was just being able to kind of get my mind right when I was at that low point. That was a big turning point. Yeah, there was a couple of really kind of end of January, start of February was a tough time probably by the start of march i was i was starting a new journey where i felt really happy with where i was going and even though i had tough times going through march and april it, it kind of it fixed me right knowing that i was on this journey and it's again you know it, it lasted for a good while it lasted up until the start of the next lockdown or until the start of the very first lockdown should i say where you know, I'd been on a hey, fitness journey there as well. Before. Yeah, this was all pre-COVID. This was all pre-COVID. Literally a year before COVID. So um, I got a really good year out of it. And yeah, coming up to March 2020, I was about to do a big fight for the first time with my uh, my club in the UK. And I was really excited about it. And then we got hit with the first lockdown. And I suppose a lot of my old demons came out to haunt me again. I was just about to ask that. Do you feel like when, obviously, the whole... Because you were on such a high for so long, as in like you were working on yourself, and like you said, it was a pretty good year. Once you figured out where your journey was going, did you find like any major obstacles when the first lockdown came? Yeah, the big the big thing for me has always been if if I'm busy, I like I, I'm the kind of person who likes a routine. When I've got a routine and I'm busy from like. Those who are close to me will know, like, I'm generally busy from half five in the morning till about 10 o'clock at night. I yep. don't, I just, I like being busy. I like doing things. I like being out and about. And people always wonder, how how do you manage to get so much done? Because I don't stop. Like, that's the way I like being. And and the times that I do stop, I don't feel comfortable mm. with being stopped. Like, you, you've seen it the last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I I'm, I'm seeing it in tenfold I'm irritable is what I am it's I'm not, it's just <laughs> you can tell you can tell as the days are going on now that we're in isolation you can tell he's getting agitated I, in a sense I, I don't of like being cooked up he doesn't like being cooked up because I was like we got up this morning and I could tell he was a little bit agitated but like just in general and I was like so we're going to go for a walk but we're going to go mm. somewhere different today yeah. we're going to go somewhere with a change of scenery and it was nice it I'm was a nice. peacock you gotta let me fly you gotta let you fly <laughs> but yeah so um for me, like I have, I have indicators that I know that a big, a big one that I'm very glad that I kind of figured is that I know when my mental health is going to drop off, and okay. that's always a sign then for me going right. Something's not right here. What is after changing that you can see this dropping right? Can we change that so we can bring you back out of it again quickly? Okay, that's been a game changer for me. And then just it's knowing good that you can recognize that. Yeah, and just knowing things that keep me in good routines. It's 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 hard though as well sometimes when I when I do find myself when I've been in a good routine for a long time, sometimes it just slips and I find it difficult to try and get that back to where I need it to be. Mm. That can be hard. That can take two, three weeks to get right. But getting started is always the hardest step in anything, regardless if you're starting or restarting, regardless of how you do it or how long it takes. It's always the hardest step. But once you start or restart, 
it might take, like you said, you said it might take you like two or three weeks, but you will eventually get back into that routine and structure that you always had. It's okay to slip. Yeah. You, I think everybody needs yeah. to slip. And it can't be. And a big thing as well is when you do slip is to have the right people around you to help pull you back out of it and to yeah, pick you up course. as well. That that was that was game changing for me is to have those right people around you that you know when that happens, even without saying specifically, look, I'm after having a bit of a slip and my my, my mental health isn't so right or whatever, that they'll just have kind of sense that something's not quite right, but without even having to say too much, they'll go, come here, let's go do this or do that. And especially if you can be that kind of person for a friend, makes a big difference. Yeah, huge. Tell me about you though. What was like, do you remember your low points? Oh God. Where I do we start and what, where, where does your mindset and motivation come from? I remember my lowest point, like it was yesterday and it's purely because it was such a dramatic change for me in my life. Uh, mine happened it was would have been around so kind of the same year as you so 2019 it would have that year in itself um without going into too much detail or like that like i was in a long-term relationship and for probably the last year of that relationship i was extremely unhappy um i wasn't like looking after myself i lost a extremely amount of weight um i was just always in bad form i was constantly canceling plans with friends I just didn't like the person who I was. I kind of, I don't know how to say it in a way, but like, I kind of just like revolved my life around this relationship. I don't know why. I really don't know why because it was very much of, I was constantly putting so much into this relationship and I was never getting the same reciprocated back. And I had so many people telling me at the time, like, you need to just leave. You mm. need to get out of there. And I'm like, at first, I was just blind. I was blind to everything that was going on around me. Um, and I just didn't listen. And yeah so obviously on the christmas the christmas period it came up and i lost my grandfather just after christmas that year um and then it came to like obviously like this whole fucking coronavirus was like starting to kick off and stuff and it came to about march and i think that's when we like went into the first lockdown it would have been or just started putting like restrictions in of like the travel and stuff like that um and then that long-term relationship that I was in at the time ended very abruptly. Um, no explanation. Still to this day, I still don't, I don't know why it happened or whatever. Um, but that situation, re- I don't know why it affected me, affected me so bad. Because it just happened so out, out of the blue. As in like it was fine for like, like say the week that it happened. Did I can explain it to you? The week that it happened, everything was peachy, everything was grand. And then literally a Saturday morning, he was gone. And I got no explanation. I got no, this is why I'm leaving. I'm like, right, fine, if you want to go, go. But at least tell me why you're going. And I never saw him ever again. And still to this day, I don't know why. Um, so that really messed m- my head because I was constantly like, did I do something wrong? Did I say something wrong? Did I was just constantly, constantly like blaming myself for it. And the more I kept thinking about it, the more I was like, I know I didn't do it wrong. Like, I know we didn't argue. We didn't... I don't know what happened within that time. But anyway, long story short, anyway, I was just at a really, really low point where I didn't want to see my friends. I didn't want to see my family. Like, Sean, my brother, like, he would come over and, like, he'd ring me and he'd be like, I'm coming over. I'm like, Sean, I just want to be left alone. And he'd be like, no, I'm coming over. And he'd come over and we'd chat for hours and hours and hours and he'd just, like, try and reassure me. Like, I don't know why. It felt like... 
I just felt like in that moment, I was like, oh, well, if he doesn't want me, who else is ever going to want me? Mm. I was just in that mindset. And I don't know why. I was never in that mindset before. I don't know what it was that he had some sort of like a hold over me that I was just like a broken person. And I was like, what are you at, girl? Like, you, I wasn't going outside. I wasn't answering phone calls to my friends. I was. I didn't want to be around my family. I, d- I didn't tell the family for ages that it ended because I was just, I didn't believe it myself. Yeah. Um, I was like constantly like, oh, he's going to walk through the door any minute now. And what I shouldn't have been thinking about that. I should have been like, in the nicest way possible, fuck you. Like, I should have had that attitude, but I didn't. I was just like, any day now he's going to come back through that door. So for you then, what, like, what was the thing that pulled you in a new direction, gave you motivation going forward? Someone being really harsh. So I needed, uh, there's times where I'm like, I'm very much a person, I'm like, there's times where I'm just like, I need someone to just listen. I need someone to just be like, you see me going through something, I just want a listening ear. But then there's times where I'm like, like that moment in my life, I was like, I needed someone to just basically slap me out of it. And my brother's girlfriend, she came over and she was like, would you ever cop on? Like, stop talking like, like this, stop letting yourself go like this you're she reminded me of who i was i knew who i was but i completely i completely lost who she, who i was i forgot who i was i was looking in the mirror and i was like who are you i don't recognize mm. you i stopped doing what i was di- like i love to do like i used to do yoga i used to do dancing and all that sort of stuff and i just stopped doing it all because i was like i'm clearly not worth it i'm clearly not good enough to do all this kind of stuff because i felt like i wasn't just good enough for him and i was like because i felt like i wasn't good enough for him i'm clearly not gonna be good enough to do anything else in life it was just my mindset. I don't know how to explain it. It was just the way, like, he used to speak to me and stuff like that. It, ju- it was embedded in my head. That's the only way I can describe it to you. Um, and she just reminded me. I was, uh, it was like a light bulb moment that night where she was just, like, point blank. It was like a 15-minute chat. There was no, you know, arson around. She was like, cop on. Get your life back on track. You're fucking, I think I was, like, 23 mm. at the time, 24 at the time. And she was like, would you ever cop on and like get your life back on track? You don't deserve this. You can do so much better than not. She wasn't giving me the like, oh, fuck him kind of attitude yeah. like any girl would. It was like, you need to start living your life for you. You yeah. need to do this for you. She kept reminding me. Hyping this you. is Hyping me to do better for me. Not about, she never mentioned him at all. Like that's what I liked about it is the fact that she was solely just reminding me of who Chelsea was. I think it's always, it's funny with like breakups in particular and stuff that like those kind of events and just having the right people around you where they say, all right, look, you're single again, but go do things that are going to make you feel better. Don't, don't like wallow in. Yeah, but it wasn't even, that's the funny thing about it. It wasn't even just the, like the breakup that had me in this state. I was feeling so low, like I wasn't myself for a good year and then for like I had other personal issues going on as well that I'm not going to talk about but and then obviously my grandfather passing away I think it was just a massive build up of everything and then the fact that I'm I'm very much a person that I will always do my best to make sure everybody else around me is happy before myself and that's I think that's why it hit me so hard it was like I gave this person everything I possibly could have I Mm. could I've tried to be the best version of myself for this person and for it to not be enough i think it would just it, it for some reason it just messed up my head at the time um and then like it was just i think it was just a massive build-up it's like constantly biting your tongue about something and then one day bang you just explode because you you haven't said anything over a course of period of time i think that was it it was just pure anger and frustration that came out 
at that one time and I just isolated myself and cut everybody off and I just took that 15 minute chat for me to have with Eve to be like will you ever cop on and just get your life back on track and sort yourself out mm. just sort your shit out and I swear to god the next day I just got up I did like a mass <laughs> so stupid but I did like a massive like deep clean in my apartment that helps though it really weirdly helps I like fucking I just did a massive like full on spring clean I just threw out everything old in with the new kind of crack I started walking again and then I started TikTok and like Albert, my uncle, he, because we were all in isolation and we were like away from each other from the family, we couldn't see each other and like anybody that knows me knows I'm very close to my family and he came up with the idea of everyone setting up a TikTok account and everyone sending in just weird, quirky, funny videos to lift each other's days and that's how it, ha- that's how it happened. I started TikTok, I started making videos for the crack and then for some reason, it was just one day. And when I look back at that video now, I'm like, I'm so glad I did. My first, as people are now calling them, my motivational videos. But at the time, I, I, at the time, I wasn't planning on making like a series about it. I wasn't planning on making a whole lot of videos about it. But it was just that day, for some reason, I felt so good. I came home from a walk and I felt so good about myself. I felt just really positive about what was what was lying ahead for me and i was like for some reason i just want to make a video because i feel like there might be someone out there that might be going through what i'm going through and i feel like i might help them and it just kind of started from there and one thing i always try to make clear to people on social media when i'm making those types of videos of talking i always remind people i am looking at a reflection when i'm making those videos people need to understand i am do i want to help people but when I make those videos, I am sometimes, not every video is going to relate to me, but there's sometimes it's videos where I'm like, I'm making this to actually remind myself of this while also trying to help people at the same it's time. It's as much to motivate yourself nor yeah, as anyone else. exactly. Um, so, I mean, I feel like I've come a massive long way and a lot of people that would have known me back then has said it to me that like, I am a completely different person in a good way and I'm much happier. Myself, and I am like... We, I spent like a whole like a year and a half by myself as in like you know surrounding myself with like positive people I, I took myself away from people that didn't bring any value to my life I you know got out more exercise not even just exercise but I got out and like did more walking and stuff like that and got back into my yoga and my meditation I swear to god I cannot recommend meditation especially if you're getting very anxious or frustrated about stuff meditation is so good for your mental health it just keeps you calm it keeps you focused um and i just got back into all that really and um at the time as well i moved closer to home um for a reason i'd rather not uh disclose um but a family member got quite ill and i wanted to be closer to a family member so i moved home i not moved home i moved closer to home um and i've just been like way happier ever since because i took a lot of people are like oh take time in your life to focus on yourselves and everyone's like i'm not doing it i highly recommend to anybody right now that if you are single if you're living alone if you're away from family and you kind of feel a bit lost take the time to work on yourself and find who you are because you cannot be happy with someone else if you're not happy with who you are you have, to, you have to be able to look in the mirror and be like I'm happy where I am now I'm happy where I am in my head and then you can go and focus on whatever but until you're happy within yourself you cannot expect 
to be happy with someone else, nor should you be putting that on someone. It's not anybody else's responsibility to make you happy. I think it's also important that like, because I see so many people who are unhappy trying to get into relationships because they're like, once I'm in a relationship, I'll, I'll be, be happy. happy. And it's bullshit, it's, man. Yeah. Like, I know it sounds almost like weird saying it, but like sometimes you need to be happy enough with yourself to say, if I met no one, yeah. I would still have a great life. Yep. Like, because there are, there are, I know so many people in their 40s and their 50s and even as much as their 60s who are single and you can see some of them who are like, I love my time with yeah. myself. And they're enjoying life. And then I see other ones who are not. And they weigh all of their happiness on whether or not they're with someone. I want to make it very clear as well. For anybody listening, they're probably going, well, these two are together now. I want to make it very clear for the people who probably wouldn't know much about me and Tyke. I was delighted before I met Chelsea. <laughs> well, I know I was. I'm still delighted now. I'm still delighted now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Well, no, I, I'd spend my time on my little journey myself. Thank you That's very much. Exactly I was happy with myself. <laughs> if you let me fucking finish the sentence, man. Before me and Ty got together, I want to make it very clear. Me and Ty were good friends before we ever met, like, personally. We knew each other for about a year beforehand. Ooh, TikTok friends. We were TikTok <laughs> friends. Like just but like we you know, we spoke regularly, we had like a group chat, like we had FaceTime, stuff like that. So me and Tyke it was not it wasn't planned. I wanna make that very clear. It wasn't planned. Two of us were on b- both our separate journeys. He was living his life, I was living my life, and we were just friends. And neither of us intended on ever getting a relationship at the time, nor did we intend to get in a relationship with each other. Yeah. But it just happened. Yeah. Yeah, so we were just on like our own personal journeys and it happened naturally. That's my point. If you are on a journey of your own, just stay focused on that journey. Don't go looking for it. Don't search for happiness. Let happiness find you. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, that's my little little snippet of uh, advice there. We're going to move on and we're going to give you some of the best quotes ever given. Do you want to take it off there, Tyke? I'm trying to pick out which one I want to go with. There's plenty there to choose from, man. The most beautiful thing you can wear is confidence. 100% agree with that. I don't know. I mean, have you ever tried on Prada? (laughs) (laughs) Or Gucci? (laughs) I 100% agree with that statement. What, the Gucci? (laughs) (laughs) The most beautiful thing you can ever wear, both men and women, is confidence. It's interesting because I think... If you can walk into a room with your head held high and own everything around you, with the attitude of owning everything around you, you will stand out from the crowd. Oh, yeah. But I think what I like about that one, but I, when I'm joking about it, obviously, about the Prada and the Gucci and all oh, that I stuff. Oh, I know you are. Yeah, but, like, it's interesting. When I watch young fellas who are trying on a suit for the first time, or they, they've, they, let's say, a perfect example of this is normally, like, prom or grads or the Debs ball yeah. or whatever, whatever 17, 18-year-old lads um, would be wearing their suit for the first time for the confidence they get when they put on a suit for the first time. It's like girl put on a dress. Like it's just it takes over. It's like you feel like a completely different person. But it's but in a good yeah, way. Yeah, what it's like it's that confidence comes out of nowhere. Like you're like, but why? It's a piece of material. Well, imagine if you could have that confidence just twenty four seven. In Ireland you probably would call it an arrogant arsehole. But like <laughs> but like that confidence see, is there. Is, it's this internal. Is where it, you can have confidence. You can have a peaked confidence. But you can have confidence and be humble or you can be you can have confidence and be an arsehole. And there's plenty of people out there that are confident and are cocky about it. 
Mm. And I'm like, right, fine. If you have that sort of confidence, by all means do so, but don't be an arsehole about it. Don't feel like, don't make it out to be like you're the best thing since sliced pan because you're fucking not, pal. And that goes for men and women. Mm. There's women out there that do that as well. Whereas I'm like, you can have tons of confidence and feel good about yourself, but also you can be humble about it and be like, yes, I am happy with who I am and I accept myself for who I am, but I also want you to feel the same. Yeah. And you portray that kind of confidence. You help, you, you build other people up. You lift them up and help them because there's plenty of people. There's men that would admire you for you and there's people out there that probably admire me for me. And I'm just like, right, well, if I can feel good about myself, I want to help others to be like, I want to get you there too. Yeah. That's why I'm like, be confident, but be humble. That saying kind of reminds me of another one that's very similar that I also actually am a big believer in is like, if you look good, you feel good. And yeah. sometimes it doesn't need to be anything too complicated. Like for me, when I put on a shirt and tie going to work, I feel good about myself because yeah. I feel professional and that kind of helps build my confidence as well. Of course, yeah. Um, And like that can help. And sometimes, like obviously we all love wearing our comfies every so often, but it is nice to get dressed up oh nicely God, every so often and go, it'd I just look be, it'd, great. It'd be nice good. to actually have somewhere to go. <laughs> I put on a shirt today just to do a little a little ad for a story. And I was like, oh, I feel all right now. I feel all right. You I'm do. It better. really does like lo- uplift your spirit, doesn't it? It's interesting how those small little things change you like. Yeah. Uh, another one we have is if you want to be strong, learn to fight and stand alone. Is that why I've been going boxing again? Just to start fighting. <laughs> I think as well with that, it's very good to, you know, again, like it says in the chin, stand alone. But it's also good for your independence. If you can be independent by yourself, not depend on anybody that I'm going back to, not depending on other people to make you happy. At the end of the day, no one is going to do shit for you. Mm. You have got to do it yourself. Getting up every morning, you've got to do it yourself. Fucking get yourself to work, you've got to do it yourself. You teaching those kids, you've got to do it yourself. There is nobody out there in life that is going to do or do the work for you. If you want to get somewhere in life, you have to do it by yourself. You're going to have people that will encourage you and will support you no matter what, but they can't do it for you. And I have to remind myself of that sometimes because there's times where I would be like, I really want to do this, 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 and then I'm like, I don't have the motivation to do it. But then I'm like sitting there going, but sure, Chelsea, who's going to do it for you? Like, no one's going to come in that door and be like, do you know what, Chelsea, you sit there and chill, girl. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to go and do the gym workout for you. Mm. Like, it's it's not, it's not how it's going to happen. I worry about the next generation when it comes to that, if I'm perfectly honest. And I know every previous generation says that about the next generation. What going, do you mean? Oh, you know, they're, they're weak and they're not. Like, I do sometimes wonder, have we enabled them? Have we spoon fed them so much that they don't know how to stand alone? See, it all depends on s- when they hit eighteen like or twenty-one or whenever they finish their education. They got to go out into the real world a little bit. Like, like have we enabled them so much now that do you actually you actually make a very good point there, right? Because it's not just society that have enabled kids to do that, but I feel like parenting has got a lot to do with it as well. Oh, of course, yeah. I feel like there's people out there you can't be too hard on them you can't I'm like well hold on a second I feel like kids get to a certain stage especially when they hit their early teens it's good to start showing them like the life skills they're going to need when they leave home and I'm like regardless if it's fucking teaching them how to use a washing machine teach them how to cook teach them how to fucking cook teach them how earn a shirt tie a tie the basic things like being shown like I didn't have anybody showing me how to like change the oil in a car and all that sort of stuff it's only now that I'm getting to learn that, but like I was always taught the basic life skills of doing what a mother would do. And I'm so glad I was showing that from a young age because I wouldn't be as independent. I 
genuinely, my, my, hand, like my, I, bleh, my heart goes out to the people who are living at home and they can't afford to move out of home. But I'm like, if you have the opportunity to leave home, and obviously, if you're at the age that you're allowed to, but if you have the opportunity to be like, you can go and be independent. Take it by the balls. The earlier, the better. Because it really sets you up to become the person that you need to be when you get older. Travel broadens the mind. It's incredible. Like A lot of people m- are doing that. A lot of people are just like, I'm up, I'm out of here. Irish people are very good for it in general. Like I, I think it's about, is it 20% of all Irish people, current Irish citizens, are living abroad at the moment? Yeah. That's, that's a lot of people around the world who are, let's say, first generation. Obviously, there's there's a, a ridiculous, as about 33 million Americans claim to have Irish heritage, heritage, which is insane. But like current first generation Irish, to have 20% of our population abroad, we are the kind of traveling people. And it is amazing. You learn so much about yourself and you learn so much about the world. Um, but coming back to the other point about, about parenting, like I heard, I think it might have been my sister said it, um, and I was like, God, that is so true. Is that like, if you know, it, depending on your parenting style, if you if you spoil your kids, you'll raise your grandkids. Yeah. If you raise your kids, you'll spoil your grandkids. I was like, God, oh my God, it's it's so true. Like. That's so true. So when you look at let's say the current generation of kids, like they're not, not that I want to say they're not being parented well, but like I see enough in school. Although I'm saying that I see a lot of the poor parenting across all the schools I've been in not my current school not just saying the current school but in general I've seen so much poor parenting you don't actually get to acknowledge some of the good parenting that's going on Yeah, it's like it's like everything with the news you only see the bad you never really see the good but I know that there's so much poor parenting going on that when I think of those kids having their own kids mm-hmm. the grandparents are going to have to step in and do stuff Yeah, they're going to have to because they've done such a poor job that their kids, when they become parents, aren't actually going to do a very good job. Yeah. Next one we have is believe that you can and you're halfway there. If you believe in yourself, keeping this one short and sweet, if you can believe in yourself, if you can believe that you can achieve the goals that you want to achieve this year, you can do it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like when you put on paper what you want to achieve throughout the year and as long as you go, these are like these are manageable, I could definitely get these. You'd be surprised how often you do. Like there's... I'm a big believer in vision boards. Like I got into it last year and I kind of, at the start, I was a bit like, oh, is this a bit wishy-washy? I kind of had that mindset about it. And I was like, no, what? just give it a go. Just give it a go. Put it somewhere that you're going to see it every day or every couple of days and like have your list of goals you want to achieve and just have a go of it. Just see what happens. Yeah. And like by the end of the year, I was telling you, I was ticking them off. I was kind of going, I've hit every single one of these bar one or two which are about to happen. Yeah. Like it is interesting like when you just put some self-belief into it. What exactly. can happen You believe it? you can and you're halfway there, lads. I love this next one because I do, I'm a big believer in this as well. It's surround yourself with people who add to your happiness and not take away from it. Yep. I just, I always think that you're, you're, you're five closest people to you. You're a product of them. You're yep. a product of that environment. If those five people are good people that add value, that have their own goals and ambitions and, and are nice people and are happy people, you are probably the same. Yeah. If you're surrounded by toxic people and people who only add negativity to your life, you're going to be a negative person. Exactly. But I'm going to put onus on people that are in that situation. They kind of, they look at the people around them and go, I don't like any of these people and whatever. 
it's up to you to remove them. Yeah. No one's going to get rid of those toxic people. They're out not going to walk away themselves. Life. If you don't want that kind of person in your life, you got to be like, I'm sorry, you're bringing no value to my life. Uh, bye bye. Yeah. It's, it's not like a Hollywood movie where the person goes, I'm actually really bad for you. I'm really sorry. I'm going to leave now. You can, you can have your life back. Exactly. No. You have to surround yourself with people that are going to bring out the best version of you and are going to support you and encourage you to be the best version of yourself. Not someone who was going to bring you down or constantly criticize you for your life choices, regardless of their opinion on it. Yeah. You need to surround yourself with good, positive people. And as cynical as it is as well, I think sometimes it's just about cutting out people in your life that, even though they might not be toxic, just don't add any value. Look for the people yeah. that add value. Like, uh, you've, you've seen me the last couple of days on my phone, just on my own private Instagram page, just like purging away, just like going, look, that person was a nice person, fair enough, but they've not added any value to my life and I've not added any value to their life in the last seven yeah. years. What's what's the point in us being friends with this? Like, you know? Yeah. Um, And, and you kind of feel good because it's a lot of clutter. Yeah. Like, Jesus only had 12 apostles. He didn't have 400 <laughs> friends on Facebook at the same time, but he seemed to be doing all right for himself, you know? And like, you sometimes you only need to have a small network of people to actually feel like you're doing productive things with your life. Exactly. So for me, yeah, surround yourself with good people. And, and the people in my lives, if you're listening, the people that are in my life, the close to me, I value you. Thank you very much for being part of my life. Likewise. Likewise. Right, let's go on to some of the worst advice to give. Some of them are just shocking. Uh, well, we'll, 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 we'll debate. We'll debate. We'll debate. <laughs> Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt me. I feel like a Rihanna quote coming on. Sticks I and stones may break my bones, but whips and chains excite me. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, I'm a I'm a, I'm a Riri fan. A Riri fan, but I think that again is utter bullshit. Oh sure, like I think at the end of the day, there are people who can take it. There's people who can take that. Who who can have people throwing nothing but shit at them, as in like verbally, and be like, whatever you say, I'm grand. But you have to take into account there are people out there that genuinely are sensitive mm. and cannot handle stuff like that in the same way you can. So fucking lads, be kind. Yeah. Like, my God. It's a complicated situation as well because like, I think when you put yourself out there in the public sphere as well, you have to understand that like as much as you don't want people to write negative things about you, that is part and parcel with it at times. It's a part that we all hate, but it's one that like, if 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 you think you're going to struggle with it in the first place, and you should really be considering, do I really want to put myself out there like that? But I'm actually, I'm not even talking about social media. I'm talking about day to day. I see people, even something harmless, lads, as in like, I see people in work and they give something like a snide remark or they think they're being funny by commenting on someone something i'm like that might have been fucking hilarious to you but that could have genuinely hurt someone's feelings i think that's the worst kind of joke to make it as well as like one where where you especially in a group of friends yeah. it happens all the time you could have a group of friends and someone could say something as in like passing a remark about something and i'm just like like it's happened to me so many times my group of friends are like they'd say something thinking they're being funny and i'm just like in my head going that actually genuinely hurt my feelings and then they were like well, don't tell me you took that personally. And I'm just like going, no, you're around. Like, and I'm trying to laugh it off. But I'm like, that genuinely hurt my feelings, what you just said. I, I'm i less sensitive, sensitive about it when it's like a group of friends that like know certain things about about yourselves. And like everyone has, everyone has their things. I don't mind if it's like 
when friends take the mick out of stuff that you know yeah, isn't a, really as sensitive. Like, no, that's fine. There's a, a but there's a lads, line. Yeah, there's a group of lads that I am very good friends with. And we know that there's a lot of certain things that we're all sensitive about in there. But we have this running joke with one or two of the lads about their calves. Mm. Okay? Because they're, they're big into their fitness. They're quite proud about how they look and stuff like that. But we always end up making jokes about how small their calves are. We know it doesn't really cause any harm. Yeah, that's harmless. Like. Yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff is fine. That's in case fine. anyone's wondering. But yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. when you get really... You get like, personal. Do you know what really bugs me? Is when, let's say, you're d- with your friend and you're introduced to a new group of people and they make a joke at your demise in front of these ones yeah, to, make to make them look, look better. And you're just yeah. like, what's their need, man? Yeah. Is there a real need to make me look bad in front of this group of people? Like, that's really showing you off now. Yeah. Anyway, last one. Go on. Last one for me anyway. Be a man. I knew you'd go with that one. I had to. Like, yeah. it's there. It's, I'm glad you it's did literally in bold. <laughs> genuinely, I'm seeing so many guys define define being a man nowadays what what is being a man is it supposed to be silent and strong and not talk about your emotions and your feelings that's a stereotype so that's what frustrates me is there's such a stereotype build up around men that they have to be the alpha male of the family they have to provide they have to do this bullshit that frustrates the living shit out of me i'm very much in a household 50 50 i'm very much if a man can do it a woman can do it there's no fucking I'm not going to do this. It's a man's job. No, it's fucking not. Learn how to fucking do it. I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't have so the, much uh, of an issue. And with it frustrates me that men don't feel like they can talk because of the the narrative that is built around you know men's mental health. It's like if they fe- they feel like if they talk, it's a weakness, and it's not. It's fucking strength. The, because but this is the issue I have around that phrase because I think when when people throw the phrase be a man around it's normally during a moment of weakness where yeah. someone is you know oh you're you need a vulnerable. man up you're like yeah. being vulnerable you're like okay so what we're saying is to be a man you can't have emotions you just have to grow a pair and get on with life and you're yeah. kind of going is that really what we want to be saying to a generation of young boys who don't have any uh, there's a lot of young lads out there that don't have any male or masculine figures in their life to yep. guide them on how to be a man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's hard to explain. And I did, hopefully there are some male listeners out there listening who will understand what I say. It's like, sometimes when I like, w- you get the masculine urge to do stuff. Like, there's times in my day, like, I'd love to just go outside and just chop down a tree. <laughs> like, that for me, like, that feels like a masculine urge to do stuff. Yeah. But like, it's it's no different from being able to go, do you know what? I'm not okay. I don't feel well. I need to talk to someone. Yeah. Those in my mind are just like, they're, it, it's more of a difficult task to talk about your feelings, but that shouldn't stop you from doing it. Exactly. Like um, a real man should be able to talk about his feelings without feeling uncomfortable. And yeah, and judged for feeling that way. At the end of the day, men have the same emotions as women have. It's not just women that have to have those emotions. At the end of the day, men need it needs to become a normalized it, thing it's such a crisis in it particularly yeah, it like really i see in ireland like at the moment like 75 percent to 80 percent of all suicides are men yeah like if that doesn't scream alarm bells yeah there's so many men during these lockdowns that have really struggled with their mental health and have committed suicide because they've not felt like they could reach out to people i'll be i'll call a spade a spade i don't think i've said it before on any podcast or anywhere but like during the first lockdown in the UK, I ended up calling a pile of my, f- my my male friends because I was like, lads, I'm not doing well. 
I'm really not doing well. I remember, oh God, oh God I'm admit, admitting this now in the podcast, but it's probably important for someone to hear it out there. Like I remember leaving my house in the UK, going away from my housemates after watching, it was Normal People. I watched an episode of Normal People where your man's friend committed suicide. Where like they'd all moved away, they'd gone to Dublin, whatever, and he was the only one left back in their hometown and he committed suicide. And I remember walking, I left my house and I went down to a field that I used to like run around because it was a massive field and there was just a tree in the middle of the tree in, in the field. I sat next to it and I just bawled my eyes out because I felt so alone at the time. I was away from home, had no friends around me and I just felt so lost and I just took out my phone and I just messaged all the lads. I sent almost the exact same message into the little WhatsApp groups that I have with a couple of boys here and there and I was like, lads, I'm not doing great, but I'd love to know how you're getting on. I just want to hear from people. And it made such a difference. I probably spent four or five hours just walking around around the town. I think it was nearly like one or two in the morning by the time I got back because I had just spent ages just messaging the lads and, and having a catch-up. And it was what I needed because I wasn't in a good place and I just needed their company to help put me through it. Well, I hope that this episode has. I know it's probably been a, a little bit of a roller coaster. I'm not going to lie, there's a, yeah, it was a lot a, of emotion in that there one. There was a lot of emotion, but you know what? I feel like, like what you just said, perfect time for it to come out because it's a new year. A lot of people are like, new year, new me. But I'm very much the person of achieve what you can achieve this year. Achieve yeah. the best to your ability. Do not put pressure on yourself, lads. You're going to see so many people on social media. I'm already seeing it that are like I'm going to do this 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 and half the time lads they won't even achieve half of it so don't feel the pressure to be out there doing x y and z because this guy down the road's doing it you'd achieve what you can possibly achieve this year if there is people out there that are doing more than you that's fine good on you hype them up but don't feel like you have to be on their level you go at your own pace run your own race run your own race and just do what makes you happy that is it point blank and if you're ever feeling low and you are feeling like you need to talk reach out to a family member a friend a partner whatever do not keep it cooped up always know that it's okay to not be okay yeah i think that's the perfect ending for the podcast and on that note lads we're gonna love you and leave you for another week i hope you have an amazing weekend yeah and we'll talk to you all again next week have a great january we will see you next thursday bye bye